again to the Brain Candy Podcast. I'm Sarah, and I'm here with my favorite co-host, Susie Meister. It's so appropriate because I was just listening to one of our episodes and thinking about how we have basically evolved into like a morning zoo <laughs> situation we just need your soundboard back where oh, it's oh my like God, i was just thinking of my soundboard yeah and then i was watching uh mike and mike on espn and he was using a soundboard and he was using it shitty shittily really badly, poorly he needs he was lessons shit at using the soundboard wait was he worse than you mm, yes <laughs> really yeah huh well We'll have to bring back the soundboard because we took a break. Yeah. Because our content was so rich, we didn't need it. (laughs) (laughs) That was it. Um, Today's episode is number 131. That feels lucky. Feeling good. It's a palindrome. Oh, I love that word. Mm -hmm. What if the word palindrome were a palindrome? That would be better. It's not, but it should be. Right. Then it'd be easier to remember. Right, that is a disappointment. At any rate, 131 is, which is nice. And last uh, episode, we talked a little bit about the scandal on Bachelor in Paradise. We're going to talk more about that today, given the recent news and sort of conclusion of that story, or at least conclusion for now. And then we have a guest, Reality Steve, who, Sarah's out of the Bachelor loop. Right. But Reality because Steve... Because I can't take it. When I watch it, I feel like I You're want triggered. To, yes. And I feel like I just want to reach into my television and slap everybody. <laughs> well, that's the desired effect that they want, that oh, they yeah. want you oh. to, like, hate watch it. And oh my God, that is what it is. Steve, Reality Steve is the expert on all things Bachelor, and he is the king of the spoilers. So he always knows who oh. wins and what order everyone leaves. He's amazing. So we'll talk to him about uh, the incident. First, though, I would love to do some shout-outs. Oh, my God. I was thinking about We've that the other slacking. day. We've been slacking. Yes. So... Uh, you can do them however you want. Okay. Like, I don't know if you have a, if you, if you, I don't know. I'm going to leave it up to you. Yeah, just freestyle. Who have we got? The first one is Nancy. Nancy Lopez. Oh, shout out to Nancy. (laughs) Nancy's a friend. She's giving us some money and some money to spend. Thank you, Nancy. Thank you, Nancy. Thank you, my gal. Money to spend. That was really good. Yeah. Just wow. like off the cuff. What else? I feel like we've already done this one, but I could be wrong. Here's the problem. What? I feel like I know these people because I see them in the Brain Candy Crush yeah. and I see them all around. So I'm like, we know Rose Thrasher. We've done that one, have we? But I don't think we did. So let's do it. Rose Thrasher. Mm. Try not to bash her. <laughs> She's Rose Thrasher. <laughs> Not a disaster. She's Rose Thrasher. Have you? Hey, now, listen. Rose Thrasher. <laughs> yeah. That feels very dramatic. Yeah. Like a like a fish. Like a like, shark. Whoa. I was thinking that you, like, got a bouquet of roses and you were like, I don't need no roses, and you thrashed them. Oh, got it. What are you thinking? Just the thrashing of a shark in the oh, water. Oh, oh, that would make sense. But yours is better because it combines both names, both mm-hmm. Rose and the Thrash. What if her actual name were Rose Thrasher? It probably it is. is. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I thought this was like a clever handle that she came up with. 
<laughs> like, you want to hear the worst one? When I was in junior high on AIM, oh I thought God. I was super goth. And so I was like, okay, I, this <laughs> is a name that very well could have been generated in one of those what is your goth name generators where you take your first letter and it means one. Okay, are you ready? Get, just guess one. Just guess what the most, guess a gothy okay. screen name. Um, <laughs> Melancholy Black. Oh my god, it's not far off. <laughs> what is it? Tuesday Sacrifice. No. Yes. No. Yes. You chose that. What was I thinking? Oh my god. We should- and what did I, what's so great about a fucking Tuesday? That's probably why I chose it. Because I was like, Tuesday gets no love. Oh, <gasps> That seems gothy. Okay, I get it. That's probably where my head is at. You're kidding me. I'm I'm totally serious. What's I'm, the sacrifice? I have no fucking clue. I just listen to like really emo-y, like like straight edge music that was like uh, sacrifice. I mean, you blew it with regards to the Milo picture. By the way, you can't. Oh find my god! It. No, you know what I brought? I didn't blow it. Wait, hold on. Tell me you do not have it. No, I well, I mean, I have. Look at, listen, I wish you could see her right now. This is my hard drive from my old computer from when I was on the real world, and it's on here, but I have, I don't have a plug with the USB cord, so I brought it to your house, because I'm like, it's on here, we're going to get it. This is so exciting. Okay, you did not blow it then. (sighs) Give me that. I want it in my hands. My goal in life is just don't let Susie down, (laughs) so, woo! (laughs) Not just me either, people were excited. I know, and then, oh my god, before we even go on, we have to play... Things Sarah got wrong. Oh, right. We had a whole Ro- thing. We, we should have, every 10 episodes, we should play catch-up, and it should be a list of things like, Correct. Sarah doesn't know what a trap house is. Sarah doesn't know anything about cornrows. Sarah doesn't know anything about Robin Wright's dating history. Right. We got a lot of things wrong. So many. And evidently that was not Milo's first show either. I know. Which caused confusion. Well, as do most <laughs> things I say. So Then we got, I got a tweet from somebody who felt we were... Oh, Lord. Me, we were, felt that we were mean about people writing us emails, which... Oh. I was like, no, no, we do, we love you guys. Yeah. I was just joking about how I'm like, don't write me letters about the fat thing. And then everyone writes me letters about the fat thing. But she, I think I made it right with her. I think we're on good terms good. now. Good. But what I was going to say is you let us down with Milo, maybe. Maybe. Not. But you surely have a picture of yourself as a goth person, right? Yes. Or like, did you not believe in photography? <laughs> no, I do. I, I have a picture of myself when I was rockabilly. Then I think I have a picture of myself when I, I think I could find one. Yes. What What did you wear when you were gone? Oh my God, yes. I know I could go back. I had a mohawk. You didn't. Yes. Ah, but not one that stuck straight up. <laughs> one that was like a big pompadour that was like shaved on the side. Oh my God. Oh my God. God. You were so weird. I was a fucking hot-ass Leslie. Oh, right. <laughs> now, I feel like we are so similar now, and yeah. we were not at all. Not, oh my gosh. I was if the you opposite. Took, uh, opposite. <laughs> yeah. If you took you and me right. at 20 years old. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. 
No, right. Speaking of which, somebody mentioned to me we need to do a high school episode. Yeah, I where think we, we only should. talk about high school stuff. Yeah, because it. I think our experiences were different. <laughs> think. I don't even know what is the opposite of. You were like that girl in Breakfast Club that like has dandruff. Oh my god, yes. What's that girl's name? But if that girl Ali was, Sheedy's character. if that girl also raised her hand and if you mixed her and. Not the kid who got... Oh, the nerdy kid. Uh, Anthony Michael Hall? Yes. Because I was involved in all the student activities. I was... <laughs> that like, is so not God. I know! Because I was really smart and I was like in all these... You know, I was really smart. You know what I mean? I yeah. just was in all these... I took eight classes instead of the six. I right. took like eight period A and period like... You know, right. six or seven period or whatever it is. You took bonus you know, cause ones. I got, I, I got to go to more school, guys. <laughs> but then you were raging against some machine. Uh, yeah, fucking damn, this, fuck the system. No, but before that, I like my mom, I raged against my mom. I'll save this for the high school episode. No, oh, right. Okay. Saying. Yeah, do that. That was a preview. Yeah, preview. We'll do that next week. You don't even know what I'm... I'm going to tell you what I rage against <laughs> next time on the Brain Candy Podcast. <laughs> okay, next shout out. Oh my god, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, <laughs> woo! Here we go. Tori Benassi, which I think is how you say it. Mm. Sometimes I feel like I should only do first names so that feel then. I like, hey, Tori, you're so fine, you're so fine, you blew my mind. Hey, Tori. But you already did that. Oh, did I? But I feel like her name's classic. It's like that one, it's like the Hey Mickey, Tori. Wow. Oh, you know why? No. Because Tori, whatever, sings Basil. that song, Hey Mickey. That's where my brain was at. Tony is Tony. her name. Fuck. Everything I say is wrong. <laughs> I'm turning into a mom. Without the mom. You t- out without the g- kid. <laughs> you get everything half right. Okay, we have, now we have to do, I, okay. Tori. What? I'm so sorry. We're getting that wrong. Uh, now I have to put in the SNL skit of the mom translator into the newsletter so that's really funny okay mom translator it's so funny okay it's one of my favorite snl skits ever if you want to get the newsletter you can go to the braincandypodcast.com and put your email in um by the way yeah (laughs) another aside i love it um i hired my niece because cheryl sadly left us because she was don't say left us like we're (laughs) being abandoned well, moved on. She she moved projects. on. She yeah, she decided to go back to school, which we support always, but not really. Yeah, because what the fuck? We miss her, but so I needed someone to come in, and so I hired my niece Dahlia Meister, who you guys should say hello to if you spot her online. She is the one who works at the Bippity Boppity Boutique. Oh my god, I, I laugh every time. It's so cute. She's super sweet, like. Almost like a Disney character. She is. Pretty much like a princess. Yeah. And, you know, she's she was homeschooled and she doesn't, like, date or anything. She's just, like, the sweetest little... She only wears glass slippers. But she's... What is she now? 24? You know, she's an adult, but she's just, like, the sweetest person. And so the poor thing has to listen to our show (laughs) now and she'll write notes like... um, Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Like, if she wants to remind me to put something in the newsletter or whatever, so it'll be like mole rat nudes and... (laughs) Bag of dicks. Right. 
<laughs> so I like last episode. Oh my god! I hope she doesn't accidentally Google anything. <laughs> I said to her, "Hey, can you write down this is a quote I want to remember?" Sarah said, "Nobody on their deathbed said I wish I had less dick." <laughs> and I was like, "I oh, feel right. so." She's never. Oh god. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, but this thing, she doesn't swear and she doesn't talk like crude animals like we do. Right. And so I'm totally corrupting her. Yes. One episode at a time. Uh-huh. But it's better she get it from us than, you know. That's right. Anybody else. It's like those moms that give their kids alcohol and are mm-hmm. like, I'd rather have them drink in my basement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, doing that. Okay. Liberal viewpoints. <laughs> Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, What's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Okay, next person. And I, what I was going to say is I feel like... Are you drained? <laughs> Precious on. I feel like I should just say their first names yeah. because then every Heather will think that it's her. You definitely should do we that. We would really eliminate a lot of this. Okay, Heather, Andrea... Oh, my God. Andrea Chio. We're just going with Heather. <laughs> uh, Heather. Heather, Heather, she's a very nice gal. Heather, Heather, <laughs> she's a number one pal. Heather, Heather, we'll get very far with the money you gave us in our Patreon jars. Oh my God, you're so good. Okay, that was good. You should definitely go with first names because when you say last okay. name, I start thinking about who they are, where they came from. Okay. <laughs> this is more about... Just saying thanks. Yeah, see, I was freestyling that. Oh my god, look at how sweaty (gasps) I am. Oh my god, I have to end the story (sighs) this. This is so gross. I'm such a sweaty human. Do anybody have... Is it appropriate to put deodorant on your stomach? I've never seen boob sweat when you don't have boobs. It's, it's, Susie, those are roll sweat. That's roll sweat. (laughs) That's Trump sweat. (laughs) Hold on. You don't know about that because you don't have any, but like when your stomach does that. Whatever, I don't even care. More to love. Roll sweat. It's. I mean, look. Is it that bad? It's just like where I'm like. You know what I need to do? I need to learn how to sit up straight. That's what. That's my. That's the cure. Either that or go to the gym. So I'm not. I mean, I'm not doing that one. All right. I'm just posting this. I do go to the gym. I shouldn't lie to people like that. It's very important to exercise. Thirty minutes a day or something like that. I. What? No. The thing. I was just thinking about how we make people mad. What are we mad? Who's mad about spooks? Well, sweat? it just reminds me. No, the gym thing. Oh, okay. I mean, for Christ's sake, there's. That's what doctors say 30 minutes a day, every day. All right, Sarah. I mean. It's enough. Okay. It's enough. I'm fucking just trying to change the subject off of my chub sweat. All right. Oh, that's not, see, people are going to be mad that you're calling yourself fat because you're not. I'm not calling myself fat. It just happened. <laughs> you, you said that word and I. Now I'm outraged. That's it. I'm writing a letter. <laughs> See, Sarah's going to email me later this I'm week. I'm going to email Susie. Okay. Now. Yes. Let's get serious. For Christ's sake. <laughs> I should warn you, I took a five-hour energy drink. You didn't. I did. I was Reason feeling tired. Like, 
like tired and holy fuck that shit is like what do you feel like well like ready to roll patreon shout outs (laughs) (laughs) all right um okay so the situation is yes that bachelor in paradise as we talked about last time had a scandal wherein a producer blew the whistle on what she alleged was misconduct Mm -hmm. with uh, regard to two parties a male and female in which she said that perhaps one or both of the people were not in a position to be performing sex acts and the cameras should not have continued filming during that time. Now, we, on our last episode, knew very little. It was right after it broke. Um, But we were just sort of pointing out that regardless of what happened, we would like there to be some changes in the um, reality production world. I don't understand. What do we have to, like, wait until somebody's... Dead. Yeah. Right. Murdered. Right. And then are we going to make some changes? Mm-hmm. So, what the heck? Yeah. And so, today it came out that Warner Brothers had concluded its investigation and that they found no wrongdoing and they are going to resume filming. <sighs> what are your thoughts? I just feel like <clears throat> Warner Brothers and investigation shouldn't go together in a sentence unless we're talking about the movie Dick Tracy. Because I just don't see that they're the authority <laughs> to be... I feel like... You know, mm-hmm. it should be investigated by. Is it actually investigated by like authorities? Like no, the no, police? because or it was just, just like, like somebody that works there. Because Adam was telling me, yeah, but if it's then it's everything that comes back is there's a bias with every. If you're working for the company and your goal is to protect the company, you're going to examine that situation through a different lens than somebody who is looking out for the best interest of all people involved. According to the press release, or at least what I read on on TMZ, it said that she appeared lucid and um, fully aware. Mm -hmm. And um, I, for one, am very happy if indeed uh, an assault did not take place. Yeah, of course. And I think it's really good that, you know, if everyone was in fact safe, and I hope that... Producers learn a lesson, which I think they will, Mm -hmm. that this situation that they've constructed is one in which a lot of people can get hurt. So hopefully they'll change the protocol with regards to alcohol, consent, uh, filming, like telling camera people to put their cameras down when necessary and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, That's what I hope. Have you ever been videotaped having sex? No. Mm -hmm. I have. Okay. And I was not sober. Oh. And I was I was blackout drunk. 100%. The only time in my life I've ever re- remember, well, remember being blackout drunk is kind of. But uh the only time that I have so ever when you... been in that situation was when I was in the challenge house in uh Vancouver or Whistler for fresh meat too. And I had sex with Vinny, and the covers were, like, barely on us. And Tiffany, who was our line producer at the time, told me she was shooting this scene, like, looking at the screen. Yes. And she said that her camera guy had accidentally zoomed all the way in, and so there's, like, a super close-up of basic... It's like fucking porn. 
I mean, really, you're getting a close-up of the action when... Why did she tell you that? And then, because she was like, oh, it's like we turned it on, and then all of a sudden I looked at my camera, and I was like, oh, zoom out, you know, like it was a joke. And then that all that footage lives somewhere. So oh, that, yeah. ex- that exists. Right. So when you woke up, you knew that you had sex. Oh, yes. So yeah. you were consenting and... Yeah, I we yes, I definitely consented. I went and found a condom. Right. I was, that's the best part is that even blackout drunk, I made sure I found a condom. Okay. So there wasn't anything criminal there. No, Um, but it just felt like a definite violation because that's unusable footage. You can't use footage of. That's what's crazy to me. So why are you still filming that? And that feels like a violation. That feels like, ooh, fucking creepy camera guys or creep somebody. Who's not saying? Yeah, I don't it's know why. It's just crossing they're... the line. Mm-hmm. Although, <sighs> I'm grateful that they kept filming in a way because they could show whether a crime did or didn't happen. So mm-hmm. on that, in that respect, it's like, hmm, maybe they should. Yeah, but, but... they were uh, well aware that I had consent. Yeah, I mean, at yeah. That in point, your case, in I'm case. saying, but yes, in this Bachelor right, right. in Paradise yeah. situation, it's like... I'm not sure what was going on there, but um, the interview that we have coming up is with Reality Steve, as I said, and was conducted, you know, the week uh, that the scandal broke. So we didn't know a lot then either. But um, Mm. he at that time was like, I don't, I am not buying this as an assault situation because of what his sources were telling him about Uh how it all went down and how Corinne changed her story about what happened Mm -hmm. and things. Um, I don't have those type of sources. I just know what's out in the media. Um, but I, I remain very disheartened by the reaction of the viewers, including people on our Brain Candy page, who I think it's fine if you're skeptical about, you know, an allegation of rape. There's no nothing wrong with that, I guess. It's my policy to um, err on the side of believing an allegation because I know how painful it can be to come forward. And there isn't a lot of incentive there. Um, normally now Steve was saying she's going to probably, and maybe even still get a big payout. So people would argue that's her incentive. I just don't like to be that cynical with regard to rape allegations. Yeah. And I, uh, uh, yeah, I think, is that a real nose ring you have? Yes. I love it. Oh my god, thanks. I've been looking at it and thinking, wait, does she always have that in? No, I didn't. Is this, what are you doing? you going through the goth face? I think so. Yeah. For real? Yeah. You feel like What do they gothy? call it? Uh, uh, I'm regressing. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> You're like, do you remember that skit on SNL with Azrael Abyss? When the, he had like his own, um, you know, like, cable access show was called goth talk (laughs) with Azrael Abyss and it was that um Chris Kattan and then his his brother would come down in the basement and be like your name's Todd (laughs) I'm gonna do that with you your name's Sarah (laughs) Tuesday sacrifice (laughs) we should have a segment on brain candy where Tuesday sacrifice comes on and like shares her gothy feelings yeah oh, it's like this fucking sucks right now hey. 
fucking hate how people <laughs> made me do this. Well, Tuesday, I feel like your <laughs> nose ring looks really nice. Um, before we go on, if you, if you, the people that go on these shows, Bachelor in Paradise, they're mm-hmm. single people. Mm-hmm. I would say mm-hmm. the people that are single, instead of going on a show like The Bachelor, mm-hmm. how about you just get a single swag subscription? Freaking just own your singlehood. <laughs> right. Treat yourself. Celebrate it. Yeah. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Oh, stick to those <laughs> rivers and the lakes. Yeah. Because I'm not even single, and I get the subscription to Single Swag, and I look forward to it every month. And I look forward to her giving me stuff out of her box. <laughs> I don't like to share what I do. And um, if you are single or not, I think you will enjoy the stuff in it. It's full-size makeup and jewelry and accessories, books. and <laughs> There used to be this commercial on in Pittsburgh in the 80s for the Fashion Institute of Pittsburgh, Ooh. which you can imagine... Fancy. Was a huge success, and that's they, what I think of when I think of fashion. <laughs> they would always say in the commercial, "It's more than just clothes. It's marketing. It's merchandising. It's management." Whenever I mention what school I go to, everyone seems so impressed. <laughs> this reminds me of it because they would always be like, "I love fashion. I love clothes. I love belts. I love jewelry." But that's basically what comes in your single swag. Nice. And you can get 20% off your order with code BRAINCANDY when you go to singlesswag.com. And that's more the offer that they typically offer. Damn. Yeah, give to people. I love coupon codes. Me too. Hate it when I don't have one. Yeah, me too. Worst. Check it out. You won't be sorry. Yeah, so, but some of these single folks, they went on the show and then it's trouble in paradise. I mean, if that <laughs> isn't the title of the article. Did you make that the title of the article? Mine was Paradise Lost, which is, oh. you know, in reference to the poem. Right. But I really debated. And then I thought about calling it Guilty Pleasure, because that's, oh. you know, it's yeah, punny. Yeah, yeah. Not punny, just pun. And, um, yeah, but the, to me, this is about so much more than just that specific incident. It's about... Like I said to you before we started um, recording, <clears throat> excuse me, that if the premise of your show is so weak, oh yes, this is important, that it couldn't exist without alcohol, it's probably not a good show, and and probably not a healthy one for people to be on. That's like another cast member, the alcohol, exactly, and a completely unpredictable one. And I said on the Brain Candy Crush thing, oh god, if your bartender. Uh-huh. Is your employer th- that also has a vested interest in you misbehaving? Mm. That's a problem. Yeah, <laughs> that's a problem. Yeah, I mean, like if I were a bartender that gives down the me, road, like, bad feelings, instant. <sighs> it's sinister. Yeah, that's and people the right word. people kept saying on the brink and he crushed. Oh God, Facebook page. People should be responsible for themselves. If they drink too much, that is their own fault. Sure, people absolutely should be more careful about the, how much they drink. But yeah. guess what? There's a difference. It's, it doesn't matter. Yeah. If I get drunk, nobody has the right to touch me. Right. Period. Right. So I take issue with a lot of the arguments, and I wish that everyone was rejoicing that no assault did yeah, that's take the place. First thing I don't hear that, about. though. It's the only thing we should be saying. All I have been hearing since the news broke that they concluded their investigation was, we told you so. Mm. 
And I've been disappointed by that. But I am pleased that hopefully nothing bad happened. I do know they probably will give her a ton of dough just so those tapes never do come out. I am. Which you makes know what? me wonder. I wish somebody offered me a whole bunch of dough for those Vinny tapes. <laughs> I have to say. Have you seen the tape? No. Interesting. Well, thank God. Why? You probably look great. Oh, hell no. Nobody looks good having sex, except people who are paid to have sex. That's not true. I don't know. <laughs> I feel you like... think it looks like too animal? Yeah. Oh. Just... Look at my sweat already here. <laughs> you think it gets better do when you, I'm naked? No. Do you sweat in the sack? Oh, yes, I do. Do you? Do, you don't? I'm like... I'm not a real sweaty person. Oh, well, things we... Things we do for we love. do not have in common. Um, okay, yep, so... change the subject. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you guys leave us a review on iTunes? Oh, please do. Yeah, please do. Yeah. I've yeah, been looking like over them. One. Do you see nice things? I see nice things. I do, and I'm always like, I almost get a little of a clump. Me too, especially when they're like, oh, this person gets me through this time, and I always yeah. feel like they're such friends of mine, because I'm like, oh, I feel like that too. So. Yeah, I've, well, not on the reviews, but I've had people send me emails saying, oh. like, what things that, it usually involves a child, like, they're at home, maybe, with their new baby or something, and they listen to podcasts, and... It's nice. And then people tweet a lot and saying, you're helping me get through work, which is nice. Hello. Really nice. I mean, come on. That's high praise. Mm, I love it. Thanks, kids. Sarah. Um, I just love when people praise me. It's my favorite Do you? Who doesn't? (laughs) Who's like, oh, I hate praise. Okay. So let me think if there was anything. I did write an article about this, as I mentioned last week, that I was going to. It's in Jezebel. If you want to read sort of my thoughts on the reality behind the scenes. Because mm. um, I do, I struggle with it. I think, I probably think about it too much. Yeah. Um, but that's only because it concerns me and a great deal. it's important because we need somebody to be mulling this all over. Yeah. And reflective and... You know, this isn't a petty hill to die on, but I saw a tweet from somebody that said, what is the pettiest hill that you would be willing to die on? And people were saying, like, the Kardashians are smart businesswomen, and, like, everyone was replying with, like, what thing that's so dumb, but they are going to fight? What would yours be if you had to think about it? A thing that's so dumb, but you have to fight for it? Like if someone was, like, hot dogs or sandwiches, and I am standing by that. Like, that's a petty hill. Is not a sandwich for Christ's sake. Oh my I've God. heard people say quesadillas are grilled cheeses. What? <laughs> I'm a, uh, uh, okay, okay. A hot okay, dog okay. is okay. not a sandwich. Uh, Things like that that I'm are just have stupid. To think. This is a real, what's yours? Um, I it would probably be about, about like pop culture being like, like friends being high quality television or something oh. like pop culture would you know probably yeah oh you know what i'm gonna stand on but i think this is a fact mm. that oh my god <laughs> men on espn are more 
mouthy and yell at each other and bitch more than women on The View. <laughs> You've mentioned that. I, and anytime I bring that up to a man, they're always like, nah, no, they're not. And I'm like, no. Oh my God, listen to Stephen A. Smith on first take, going against, it used to be against Skip Bayless, I can't remember the new guy's name now, but oh my God, I think I've developed a, a like an actual, I don't know if this is a usable skill that applies to anything else, anywhere else in the world, but my ability to tune them out is second to none. <laughs> second to none. That's, I'm really proud of you. Thanks. I had to work about six years at it, so... Wow. Of that on every single I'm really morning grateful. my husband is home. And oh my gosh, if there's got to be somebody out there who's done... If you're a computer person, can you please do a mashup of like a video? Like, you know how they did it with me and Johnny of times Johnny contradicted himself with things that he did and, you know, whatever. Yeah. I, do you know what I'm talking Referencing? Absolutely. Okay, so I want the same thing of women on The View versus men on ESPN. Yes, I agree. I second because the motion. Because men say that women are the ones who are like argue and are like, yeah, maybe. No fucking way you guys are. Somebody Just said that subjects. they were going to edit together all of the times on the challenge when people have used um, c- cliches incorrectly. Oh gosh, that's my favorite. There was another one that somebody just used on the. F- oh my God. And I, I think like, that nope, must have that- been what inspired it because this person nope, was that's saying. Not right. That it was so funny that they yeah. said it wrong, but that this happens all the time. All the time, and they put them in. I think it's, I oh. think it's intentional that they really? put them in because the people that they, or yeah, I think it is. All right, well, okay, this is all good because we're gonna get the scoop from Steve, and he knows way more than we do. Before we do, I just want to make sure. This is a public service, really, what mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. What I do here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're a public service, uh, can I be walking advertisement? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically, mm-hmm. you are. Um, if you are like me and have trouble with your skin, then you should definitely try my favorite product, BioClarity. Um, I just feel like this started for me mostly after I had Lincoln, and I think a lot of people struggle with it and I I feel like it's worse now that there's social media and there's pictures and hashtag uh-huh, no filter and uh-huh. snaps and insta story and all that and you feel like I don't want to do that I look like garbage <laughs> and I always felt self-conscious so I was really glad to find this it's a three-step acne wash that um it has no harsh chemicals it's very soothing and effective and if you use code brain candy when you go to bioclarity.com you get the first month for only $9.95 plus free shipping which is a $20 savings and it comes with a 100% risk-free money-back guarantee with that code brain candy and Sarah's like every post you ever put up everyone's like what's your secret you're so perfect it's you glow I almost said brain candy but no <laughs> that's no, it that's not your secret <laughs> um bioclarity is the answer so give it a try, bioclarity.com with code brain candy. Now let's welcome to the show, Sir Reality Steve. All right, Steve, thanks so much for coming on the show. I can't believe I snagged you in the midst of what can I can only imagine is like the busiest time in Reality Steve history. Is that accurate? It's fairly close. This is probably one of the top three, I would say, that uh, 
I've been bombarded with media requests and <laughs> my opinions on and this and all that. But yeah, this is definitely up there just because we've never had any part of this franchise that has been canceled before. And Bachelor right. Paradise is canceled as we know it. It's a huge deal to take six weeks of programming off the air that you dedicated four hours a week to. I mean, that's what truly caught my attention when this whole thing broke, because there is a lot of money and resources invested in each of these seasons. And for them to just shut it down to me was a huge red flag, obviously. Um, But like when I started reading your Twitter about it, when it first broke. And then since then, as it's sort of, gain steam and also we've heard more and different stories i'm i'm still not sure how you are feeling about it all so like what about take me back to when you first heard the the initial news what was your first thought not that i was going to say the funny thing is and not to you know be funny about it but when i was first told the news the information that i was given like the short version was Two people were having sex in public. Somebody in Mexico down there saw them, got Mm -hmm. offended, and is suing the show. So to me, the very first story was it was about the fact that the show was being sued, not the actual act between the two people. Because when I first heard, I didn't know who the two people were. And then it took me about um, a day to find out who the two people were. And then it was more about the act between the two of was this some sort of assault? Was this consensual? My whole thinking was I knew it was shut down because someone was suing the show. And I thought when I got that information, oh, somebody that was staying at the resort or a local tourist happened to be walking by and caught it (laughs) and went after the show. Like I didn't know it was internally. And so that's where everything kind of changed for me to where it became, oh, this is a little more serious than I thought because – I didn't have the full details because even after I got that information, I'm like – Someone can sue. I mean, I guess anybody can sue for anything. Yeah. Might not necessarily mean you win, but somebody can sue for witnessing two people having sex in public. I didn't realize even that was, that was a thing. Um, so that's where I was confused in the beginning. Um, but a day later, when I find it, found out more, I was like, okay, now this makes a little more sense. Is the the way to frame it that this producer or crew member she filed he or she filed a complaint with whom the warner brothers or i guess they went to their superiors yeah whoever that so nzk is who is the production company behind this show i'm assuming they're an employee of nzk and okay yeah whoever it was went to their superior and said this and then you know like i said the information that i was given was this producer, along with the second producer who filed a complaint, still never saw the incident and never saw the incident as it was happening and still has never seen the footage, which also has me scratching my head. How can you complain about something that you never saw or at least file a complaint about something you never saw? It's the, the complaint was obviously done through um, they were told something or whatever based on the information that I was given. I guess it could be wrong. Maybe they have seen it by now. I don't know. But I was told that the producers who filed the complaint, neither of them saw it happening live and still have yet to see the footage of it. So okay. That's so all I have. Do you, so I feel like that's fine that they didn't see it, but are asking for an investigation based on what they heard. You seem to think like that's sort of ridiculous. Is that... Yeah, I just I, I I don't know what I just don't understand it. I don't 
I don't get it. But then again, I've never worked in that environment or any any environment like that. And mm-hmm. so I don't really know. Um, I guess you could file a complaint about anything. Like you complain that the, <laughs> the catering service sucked there and you want to file a complaint, go to your superior. Um, but to have it shut down and, you know, when you complain about something that um, big to shut down a whole show and essentially cancel it, then it seems like there's a little more weight there. Uh I should As say. opposed to something else. Yeah, because, well, I was telling you before we started, my husband works in production, and he always has to sign, of course, a non-disclosure about, you know, pro, you know, confidentiality type thing. But he also has to sign a thing about sexual misconduct. And I guess this is sort of built into their contracts, wherein if they see something or hear something or whatever, then they're supposed to report it. So I, maybe that's what the producers felt at the time. But then for them to shut down seems to me that this there's something to it don't you agree or or do you think no they're just scared it could be either i mean it could yeah. be that they're just scared and they don't want this on their hand because if they continue filming when somebody filed a complaint about sexual misconduct then i guess that could get them in more trouble so mm-hmm. i guess they took the appropriate action but with your husband working in the industry and and, and being in production or something like that i mean it 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 does raise a few things about like, I'm just, I'm more curious of how involved and how is he aware of everything that goes on? Because like I said, I, these production people that have filed a complaint from what I've been told Mm -hmm. um, by sources that they just, they still haven't seen anything. So would you, would you go ahead and, and, and do that and file a complaint having not seen anything? Right. Because maybe they do have, um, you know, they have people keeping notes of what happens throughout the days. They're, and they have dailies where, you know, they sort of go over, here's what happened story-wise and things like that. So I suppose if a different producer or another crew member said, hey, this is what happened and so-and-so wasn't in a position to consent, but they had sexual activity anyway maybe that person was just um wanting to play it safe and say we should look into this or where are the tapes yeah you know as we talked about before we started it's like there are tapes this can be resolved we can know what happened yeah that's the thing that i just has me scratching my head but that's where i am very unaware about how the legal process works on something like this because we've had assault slash possible rape cases in other situations, especially that have played out in the media, the the Stanford student, everything went, that went down at Baylor. And that turns into a lot of, he said, she said, because it seemed like stuff happened yeah. at parties. The Stanford incident happened out behind a dumpster. It's just like only X amount of people know what happened. It's usually the people involved. And, but for this, it's just like, okay, Corinne is saying that Something happened that night in her statement yesterday. She said something bad happened, yeah. but I don't remember it. And Demario is saying my character is being assassinated. And it's like, okay, then let's just go to the tapes. Like how, I, but like I said, that's where I'm a novice in all this. And I don't, I don't understand, but it seems like this can be easily resolved once the parties involved see the tapes and see what happened and exactly it, to me, it seems like it would be pretty straightforward of, hey, this is what was happening because we have it all on tape. And again, sources told me that after this happened, because this was on the first day of filming, 
They filmed their ITMs, their confessionals, right after this happened, and DeMario and Corinne were talking about it like it was no big deal. It was just going to be a storyline on the show that they were hooking up. And Yeah, that's weird. So that's where it gets a little bit head-scratchy for me, because if that is true, again, and then two days later, it's, oh, I don't remember anything. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what happened. Well, that's completely contradictory to... Not only what I reported, based on the sources that told me, but I've seen it in other stories as well. And I don't know if they're just piggybacking off my story or what. But there have been other outlets out there that said Demario and Corinne were both shown their hookup, and it was never brought up as something that was bad. And they they both t- openly talked about it. It was after, can you tell after me, it happened. Is it standard practice on that show for producers to show the cast members footage of things? I I know it's happened in the past. I couldn't, off the top of my head, remember. That seemed weird to me because, first of all, that's only happened a few times in my experience filming. And it's been in a case of, like, we weren't there for something, so they might have to show you, oh, this violent act happened. Do you feel comfortable in the house? But in this case, if both people were lucid, why would you need to show them the tape? That's where it gets murky. Yeah. I, that's the part I don't understand. But maybe maybe it wasn't shown but it was talked about, like it could have been a, a case of maybe it wasn't shown, but the ITMs were filmed and both yeah. of them talked about their hookup, which right. if they both talked about it, which is certainly, you know, I mean, it's basically what you do after in an ITM is you talk about what happened um, earlier uh, or what's about to happen if you're going on a date or something right. like that. And if they both talked about it and they both talked about possibly being a, and it was, yeah, we hooked up and. I guess the nature of the conversation had nothing to do with possible that was wrong or that was assault. Then how is it assault two days later? Like, I don't, that's the thing that I'm confused on. Yeah. Uh, well, so, I mean, I suppose, cause as you said, we don't know everything and we'll probably never know everything because yeah. they're going to do everything they can to keep this stuff hush hush. But like, from what I read, there was an initial sort of interest at like the bar area and then they moved to the pool yeah. So it's possible that in the um, interviews after that they were discussing the hookup and maybe one or both of them only knew about part of the hookup. You know what I mean? If it was yeah. a long hookup scenario. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's it's that is a There's possibility. a million things like I, that I feel like could be true or possible. Yeah, there's a there's certainly so many there there are a lot of possibilities here. Not to mention, there's always you know taking into account what other cast members said about it, and are, because were, this wasn't public. Yeah, when they're reporting to you, your sources are they general? In this case, are they consistent, or have you heard various stories? No, I, it seems to be fairly consistent hmm. of the. It was, you know, the the basics of it was out in public after this happened. Nobody in the world, I'm just in the world, um, after this happened, nobody that was part of all of this, part of the production, part of the crew, part of anything, ever thought it, es- it would be escalating into this because it was talked about as, oh, these, you know. Just, they hooked up. They hooked up. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what people do on this show. And. It wasn't until two days later when they were about to film the first rose ceremony that production got stopped. So that's where it gets kind of tricky. Again, it's just, I don't, 
things just aren't adding up. I mean, you take some of the statements that initially came out and you even look at Corinne's statement yesterday, uh, you know, her first statement on the whole subject. And she said, I don't know what happened, but obviously um, something, something bad, bad happened. Yeah. And it's, um, you know, even that, but you go back to a previous report. One of the first things that TMZ reported was Corinne said, or Corinne's camp. Now, granted, this didn't come directly from Corinne's mouth, but this seemed to be a pro Corinne story, the first TMZ story that got released. And they specifically said, that story specifically said that Corinne was too blacked out or too drunk to consent to any sexual act with DeMario. But later in the same story, that story particularly said, but she doesn't blame DeMario for any of it. Yeah. She blames production for not protecting her. And yeah. that just screams something isn't right there. Really? If, Wait, why? What do you think? I don't get why you wouldn't blame DeMario if you just said, like, hey, I didn't, I couldn't consent to anything. I was too blacked out. But you don't blame him? Well, right. why would you blame him? He was the one apparently doing the perpetrating or the um, inappropriate behavior. Yeah. Why, why would why wouldn't you blame the person who was doing it to you? I don't that's know. That's where interesting. I'm yeah, because when I read that, that didn't strike me as odd because I'm super cynical about produ producers and the, yeah. the structure of these shows and the way that they're manipulated. And so I was like, yeah, man, production really dropped the ball here, but. Yeah, I guess you could be upset about both parties <laughs> at the same yeah, I, time. I'm looking at it as like, I just don't think, I, I, I have a hard, I, you know, you've been on reality TV and I've been covering it for years and yeah. I've heard stories, you know, horror stories about producers and how they manipulate situations and stuff like that and how they get you to possibly, they nudge you in directions to do or say certain things. But there's a part of me that just cannot believe if DeMario is assaulting a blacked out girl in the pool sexually, that some guy was standing over them with a camera just watching it go. I, I, I find that so hard to believe. But like I said, I guess anything is possible. If he is, that guy's the worst human on the planet, if that's what was happening. I just don't – like – to the point where there were reports that her body was limp, she was falling, yeah. she was falling in under the water. Like, really? So a producer was there with a camera in his hand watching a limp body getting sexually assaulted by DeMario and did nothing? That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> really? <laughs> I mean it. I hope, <laughs> I pray to God that that is not what happened. But I wasn't, I, that doesn't surprise me at all because... The, oh, God, the, I'm shocked <laughs> that that was what it was. The producers have this the same conundrum that the cast has, which is that if they, go, you know, buck the system or blow the whistle or say anything, they're out of a job. Both cast and crew, that is the truth. And that, that for me makes them, it gives them the sense of like, no, this is normal. This is what this show's all about. I mean, I was reading the comments that people write on your Twitter and it's like, of course it was Corinne and like, <laughs> what do people think when they go on this show? Of the, the whole show is getting drunk and hooking up. And so I was like kind of disheartened by that rhetoric if yeah. something criminal did take place. Um, but there, I feel like the viewers are inclined to be like, big deal. That's what this show is about. That troubles me. Yeah, because it is, that is as, as sad as that is, that certainly is the nature of this show of, yeah, it's just basically about drunken, drunken people hooking up yeah. and yeah it's it's a very easy the thing is 
it's a very easy thing to say, and it's a very easy uh, conclusion to draw. Not not to mean that it's right. It's just so easy to do it because of the female involved, unfortunately, because Corinne did not come across as Miss Pretty Little Angel in her first season, you mm-hmm. know, on next season. And not that that's right, but uh, if, if Danielle Maltby was the one who came forward and said, this happened to me, I think people would have a different reaction and almost that's be horrible. a little more... Yeah, a, a little more believable. And, it, you know, like I said, it's, it's just a fine line to walk because you don't want to say anything bad about somebody who was possibly sexually assaulted. Yeah. But I'm just going to throw this out there of when in the when in the first time we saw Corinne, she was topless in her very first group date. She straddled him in a bounce house. She talked about her vagina and how great her sex skills were. She said on camera in St. Thomas, I'm going to go to Nick's room and have sex with him right now. I'm just saying she's, oh, she's, um, she's always been very sexually uh, provocative on this show. Yeah. Like, I don't know if she was playing a character or whatever, but that's all on tape from Nick's season that we've seen it. So that's what I'm saying. That I think that's why it was easy for people to make that jump to conclusion of, oh, well, it's Corinne, you know, whatever. Yeah. And I, you know, it's, I, I, think it, I think it doesn't help her. Because like I said, no, if Daniel Maltby is the one that came forward with this story and this happened to her, it would almost be like, whoa, that girl doesn't have a <laughs> doesn't seem to have a promiscuous bone in her body. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I just so- thought that maybe when they shut down production that people would be like, but it was um Corinne, but look at what they've done. They wouldn't look do at what this. They've done, yeah. yeah. And but- that, and that's and that's where we're at right now, is just like I think, and, and her lawyer uh, said it today. Her lawyer gave a, his first comments today, and he said, "Again, essentially, we don't know what happened, but something must have happened. They shut down production, like right? You know, so I don't, I don't know. I mean, but maybe they shut down production because they were just taking, uh, you know, t- they were erring on the side of caution. Like we cannot continue filming a show when we've had a complaint filed against us. Maybe it's as simple as that. Like it's just standard procedure. Somebody compiles a complaint against us for." workplace misconduct we got to shut down the show we can't keep filming you know i don't know Um, i don't think so because if what they filmed was just a normal hookup then they would just say hey look it's just a normal hookup and let's keep our millions of dollars in play here yeah i think that's not just the sound of that first sip of morning joe it's the sound of someone shopping for a car on carvana from the comfort of home that's a good blend it's time to take it easy like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes talk about starting the morning right just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget Mm, mm, mm. visit carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be convenient comfortable ah now, do you think having your husband work in production, do you think that the who the two people, the two producers who filed the complaint, are they basically done yeah. in the industry? Yeah. They're never getting a job in the industry never. again, right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the thing that makes it for me, like these people put their whole career on the line and that made it more believable to me because they, I have seen producers watch things happen that when I get home, I'm like, wait, why did I not say anything? Because it's all normalized. That's why. I've seen yeah. people with knives and they keep filming. I've seen just terrible, horrible things take place and they just keep filming. I've never seen them put the camera down. Let me put it that way. Yeah. Ever mm-hmm. in seven seasons. And you can imagine what goes on in those houses. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Especially, you know, it's 
it, it's such a it's it's a horrible it's a horrible story to begin with. Like it's just bad all around yeah. for the franchise because this is let's face it, this is the most successful dating franchise on television by a long shot. This has been around for 15 <laughs> years and 34 seasons. Like right. this is a huge deal to have a show canceled. And well, you probably weren't surprised by the part of the story where it said that they arrived in paradise and were told that they were going to hook up on the show as part of the story. And I know the show is manipulated and produced, but I didn't realize they actually gave them stories. Is that news to you or you knew that already? I, no, I, I, that was news to me. I hadn't, I didn't hear, hear that. But if you go back to last season yeah. of Paradise, <laughs> the, when, the very first, the, the first day hookup was between Chad, who was the villain on JoJo season, yeah. and Lace, who was kind of the drunk right. on Ben Higgins season. So it was almost like the same storyline repeated. Like, hey, this is always good that we get the two quote unquote villains from yep. the two most recent seasons hitting it off together. So I don't know if it was planned or whatever, but again, what I was reported was, you know, Corinne did not just hook up with DeMario that day. She met out with four other guys on the show on the same day, which was corroborated by another story today by Daily Mail, who reported the same thing I did a day later and no credit. But but she also made out, not not hooked up in the terms of what she did with DeMario, but made out with four of the guys, which is kind of being you know, flirty and drunk and just like going up to guys and making out with them. So, um, why is, why is this particular one? Like, I'm guessing they're being interviewed. Uh, the other contestants that are, you know, that she made out with that day have to be being interviewed in this investigation because she met with four other guys. So what, why was this one, the one that was singled out? I don't know. Based Um, on your sources, how many people do you think were literally witnessing the alleged incident. Oh, that's hmm. it's. <laughs> you it's, can't it, say. You know what? It, no, no. I, it's not that I can't say. It's impossible to say. I don't know the number because it's not like the whole crew was. You know, you're kind of dispersed in that little particular area. Yeah. And but one of the sources told me Demario had a whistle around his neck, and he kept blowing the whistle. So I guess. When you're blowing the whistle and everybody's looking up like, why the hell is DeMario blowing a whistle? And then you see them fooling around. It's like, okay. But it's like, what did they witness? They saw right. something going on in the water. It's impossible to say. In terms of who was standing there watching, it, that's the part I just don't. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Because yeah. I wasn't clear on that. And it sort of feels like it could be no one besides a camera crew or it could be like, you know, the whole cast. The way that the stories keep coming out and changing, and it's weird, don't you think? Which part is that's being like changed? The bits, like over time, you get a little bit at a time, and like I just feel like it's slowly coming out every day. Oh yeah, no, and I think it's going to just continue until we get a resolution, and until there's some sort of you know court case or, or settlement through all this. Uh, yeah, it just seems like it's never going to be ending. You're going to get bits and pieces because people want their narratives uh, out there, I guess. I mean, that's that's the that seems to be the case of how everything is kind of going down is that we're going to get stuff leaked and people are going to make comments every single day. But at the end of the day, you you, you don't want to say it's he said, she said, because, you know, Demario's released his statement. Corinne's released her and they're both opposite, you know. Right. Mario's saying his be- he's being dragged to the mud, essentially, and 
Corinne saying, well, something bad did happen. I don't know what, but <laughs> right. You know, that that's, I mean, DeMario, DeMario's statement is fine. I expected him to say that he's defending himself. Corinne's yeah. statement seems to refute things that were said previously. So that's, that's where I'm, I'm having a question because, um, if, if you were well aware of it and there were ITMs filmed after the fact and nothing was brought up about assault and you talked about it in an ITM, well, how can you say three days later, well, I don't know what happened. Well, you talked about it, so right. you do know what happened. Right. And I've been told, you know, like I said, I've been told since the incident, they have seen it. So she has seen what happened. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. I mean, I think she has. Allegedly, she has seen what happened. Based on what was told to me. Now, I don't know if it was right at the ITM, but maybe it was after the complaint was filed of, hey, this guys, this is what happened. But the statement came out yesterday. They're off. They're they're gone from Mexico. So that statement um, could be contradictory based on what I was told. But I, I, I really don't know. Do you think that the way that this show is or was created and produced is unethical? Or do you think it's sort of like, you know, we all know what the show's about and it's just supposed to be fun and not that big of a deal. I mean, you, you, if, if something major was happening, there was an assault happening, then you're, then you're certainly dealing with an unethical. What about and, apart from that? Just the normal way it's made. Um, unethical. Uh, it, it's, uh, <laughs> I guess cause there's so many shows on television where drinking and hooking up is part of it. You know, you've been on one. Mm-hmm. Two, you know, real, yeah. real world, they, they encourage drinking <laughs> and, and, and hooking up. And then same with the challenge and same yeah. with uh, Bachelor and Bachelorette. Um, it's just alcohol is by we all know alcohol is used on these shows because if let's just say these shows said no drinking, you're just not allowed to drink on the show. I'm sorry. These shows would suck. They'd be boring because yeah. I don't think anyone would have do anything crazy if they didn't drink and they're 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 all over age so you're allowed to drink and it's just like you said you've seen it you've seen producers let people drink maybe past what they should be drinking yeah um and that's strictly to get a desired result of something mm-hmm. i would think right yeah i mean right. I, I, that's the way you put it and is that unethical um I guess it would all. I guess it would be a case by case situation of if you if you're constantly doing it and you're constantly letting people drink past the point of where they should be, mm-hmm. then that's just wrong. You should you should curb it at a certain point to where you can still get your desired result by somebody who's tipsy as opposed to somebody who can't stand up. Like <laughs> I think um, it, it's even more than they just let us drink. They. Uh, incentivize it, you know, and I feel bad for the, the bachelor people, especially because like, you know, how on the first season, whatever their first season is, it'll say like, so-and-so and their age and then their job. Yeah. And then like their job goes away because they end up quitting to like sell detox tea on Instagram. And I feel like it's all a part of this weird world where they want to keep coming back. So they have, they behave poorly in order to get their job back on paradise or whatever. And I think, weren't you the one that reported that so many of these people on this season were already in relationships? Yeah. What the heck? That's the thing. Yeah. They're, they're going on the show basically to increase their brand. It's just now, now are these relationships, you know, so (laughs) solid? I mean, it's, 
you say, you know, I say relationships and boyfriends and it's like, it's so hard to determine because they can easily say after I report that, well, I, he was not my boyfriend, but basically just some guy I was hooking up with all the time and traveling to go see, but they're saying that to save, you know, they're kind of saving face. They're trying to save face by saying, Oh, not my boyfriend. Okay. Really? Then what was it? I mean, (laughs) then you're really, then you're really not having a hell of a lot of respect for yourself when you say that, because you're, you're, you're traveling to see somebody constantly. Um, but then you go on this show, it's just, you know, they're just, they're ways around it. It's just the wording, I guess, that they can get all tricky with. Your relationship with cast members is very interesting to me. (laughs) Like, (laughs) cause it's, it's sort of like, like if you report something, then they'll correct you and be like, Oh, he wasn't my boyfriend or she, whatever. But then they also like, they, want to have a good relationship with you, I assume, well, in the it's, same it's, way they want a good one with a producer, right? Well, I mean, it's it varies because it's not necessarily that I, like, I, I can't really even say that. I was, you know, the ones that I reported, I had boyfriends. It's not like I went to them and said, hey, do you have a boyfriend? And they <laughs> said yes. You know, it's just, it's just, I hear so many things in this franchise oh that God. doesn't come directly from contestants. And people say like, well, if you didn't hear it directly from them, how can you report it as true? And I'm just like, trust oh, right. me, yeah. there are certain, there are ways to do that. And there, there are things that I've seen. There are screenshots of stuff that yeah. I've seen where it's like, okay, <laughs> I do know now. Oh, like, yeah. it's, it wasn't just hearsay. I've seen a picture or a uh, screenshot of something that pretty much confirms it and i can that's uh that's one way to put it Did um, they have but a, yeah no is it like very, a very love few come hate? to me oh really oh yeah no very few very few come to me uh and it's and when they do it's long after their season has aired i mean it's not like i know anything about their stuff as it's going on i think i do think they like the fact that um I don't know. It, it, it happens to me where I can actually get stuff and some people like it and some people don't. And sometimes I do get negative reaction where they say, hey, no, yeah. that's not that's not the case. So they'll want to set the record straight or something. Yeah, but it's yeah. long after the fact. And sometimes I'll correct it if it's totally correctable. But sometimes I'm just I just leave it. I'm like, sorry, even though you're telling me that's not true, Steve, I have reason to believe it is. So I'm not going to change it. My uh, friend was talking about you and was talking about how you have this strange, it's like a symbiotic relationship with the show because in a way they're your bread and butter, but there's this animosity with, I'm sure producers have towards you because of the spoilers and things like that. And how, I wonder how that feels for you. Honestly, I don't care what they think of me. Yeah. I just have a job to do and I do it. And I think privately the show doesn't have a problem with what I do. I agree. I I think privately, but publicly they'll never say like, wow, that guy's good with his spoilers (laughs) or, you know, oh, he got us again. Like they can't acknowledge me because it'll draw people to me that don't know about me. And trust me, as big as the site has gotten and as big as the spoilers have become as part of this franchise, um, Trust me, there are still way more people that don't know the spoilers than do that watch the show, considering it's watched by seven, eight million a week. So they just never listen to any interview with Chris Harrison or a producer or Mike Fleiss. They never reference me. And if I were them, I wouldn't, because what can you say? You don't you can't say, 
oh, that guy doesn't know what he's talking about because <laughs> my track record speaks for itself. <laughs> right. And you can't say, oh, man, that guy's good. He gets us every season. Like, they're not going to admit that I'm beating them. So <laughs> they, just don't, they just don't acknowledge me. But privately, I've heard through the grapevine that um, they don't mind what I do. Because it's, it's free publicity for their show. Absolutely. It totally enhances the experience. And we just were reading for our show a book about, it's called Hitmakers, and it talks about how spoilers scientifically enhance the experience for viewers. So you're doing <laughs> a public service, really. I, I, I mean, that's the way I treat it, is that, like, look, you don't have to read the spoilers. Yeah. It, you know, obviously, once they're out there, they travel and... It's almost impossible to avoid them, but <laughs> I'm not I'm not giving the spoilers to get people not to watch the show. I'm doing it so you can watch it in a different light and understand things that are really happening behind the scenes. All right. I'm going to wrap it up. My last thing is, well, OK, so I feel like Bachelor Paradise and the Bachelor franchise in general is so fun. I love watching it. Um, I do think it's kind of questionable the way that they produce it, but I feel like they could make a fantastic show that wouldn't compromise, you know, the safety of people and wouldn't have to be so ridiculous. But this idea that they always want to create the most dramatic, whatever, uh, bachelor history is, it pushes things too far as evidenced by this whole scandal. Do you agree with that or not? That they should... I'm getting I'm confused like they're on what pushing, they, their desire to push the envelope is ruining the franchise rather than helping it. Which part of the desire to push the envelope are you talking about? Like, I feel that they keep having to raise the stakes and they keep adding more hmm. twists and, you know, potentially more. They have a bar in their house and, yeah. you know, things like that in order for people to behave in a way that allows them to say this one's even more scandalous than ever. And I mean, to me, it's like a race to the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I mean, I, I don't think they're ever going to take alcohol out of the show after yeah. this incident. Maybe they're just going to be more careful. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, are they going to have to tell their producers, all right, look. After what went down with the whole Corinne situation, we've got to be more aware and maybe not be as lackadaisical about seeing somebody who's acting very drunk and we got to step in. I mean, maybe it's something like that, yeah. but I don't see them taking alcohol out of the show completely because no. then I feel the show would suck. That's what they had to do <laughs> on ours. They started dyeing the vodka uh, red so they'd know how much people had in their bottles and they would... Um, count the wine bottles so they would be numbered and they'd say here's number one and when you finish that you can come back and get number two and they so there wasn't access to as much at the same time i don't know if that helps oh. but it covers their ass basically yeah it could be something it could be something like that maybe the producers or the production company behind this is going to reach out to other <laughs> right. shows and just be like hey how do you guys do it because we've been doing it this way and look at what has got us right now right um that's possible, but I, I certainly think that they can still continue with the franchise. I don't, not Bachelor in Paradise. I think Bachelor and Bachelorette are fine, okay. but Bachelor in Paradise is done as we know it. I think they're going to change the title, tweak the format, and come back next summer with just a different show. Maybe even go back to Bachelor Pad. Right, which was more like just fun and fun and games type of thing. Yeah, and it was all done in the mansion. It was, it, it was, a lot, not a lot different than this show. I mean, it was based on challenges and money. This one was 
kind of more based around relationships and dating. And romance, right. Yes. Well, here's the thing. I love what you do. I think that you're so um, good at it and effective. And yeah, I really think that you add to the show. And um, I really appreciate you taking time to talk to me because I know how crazy it must be right now. But yeah. I'm, I know, like you, I'm going to be watching to see what happens. And I'm concerned about the way that they do things. And I hope they clean up their act. Yeah, I, I, I really do, too. Um, I, I, it sucks. I mean, look, you're talking to a guy that is basically going to make six weeks of less income because there's no right, show. Right, right. So, I, I mean, I, I mean, every day, every day that my site is live, I, I make money. But when there's shows yes. to cover and Bachelor in Paradise is airing, obviously I'm going to make more than once Rachel's season ends on August 7th, I've got nothing through the rest of the calendar year. Usually I had another six weeks of, uh, of a show. So, of course, for me, mm. I'm even saying, like, I'm not even – as a guy who's going to lose a little bit of income, I'm not saying like, oh, man, put the show back on. You ruined it, Corinne and Demario. Like, I'm not even saying that. Just yeah. get it right is all I care about. Yeah, I agree with get that. Get it right and bring us back next year, uh, hopefully. Uh, bring it back. Have a summer show next year completely different than Bachelor in Paradise and, or tweak the format and get a different title. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I would like to see the show, but not under – the circumstances that they're dealing with now. When is like the reality Steve book going to come out? Yeah. People ask me about that. You um, need to do I that. Don't, I don't, I've thought about it, but then I would think about it. I would, I could never do it while the show is still airing just yeah. because I'm way too busy and I just wouldn't have the time to dedicate. Even if I gave myself an hour a day to write, I just, I don't want to do that. And I don't <laughs> think that my, um, I, I really don't think that the book that I, the book that the audience would want to see me write is <laughs> one that I would ever feel comfortable writing because even when the show is over, I don't feel like throwing sources under the bus just for the sake of writing a book. Right. And I if, see that. If Reality Steve wrote a book, I think the main thing that people would want to read is how did this guy spoil all those seasons, all those years? And I just don't feel like giving that out mm. even after the fact, even when the show's off the air, like I, I feel these people told me stuff in confidence that I don't feel comfortable sharing publicly. Right. Even if it's long after the fact. Yeah. That would ruin the whole thing. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I know I that that's what people want to hear. Yeah, that's true. But I just like hearing your perspective on things because you're so in, immersed in the world. It, I always like to hear what you have to say. Because <laughs> my instinct with this Bachelor in Paradise thing was to be like, you know, fuck production. They're the worst. And then I was reading yours. I'm like, wait, he knows more than I do. So I got to listen to this guy. <laughs> I mean, especially about the bachelor world. It's wacky. Yeah, no, it is. It's, um, this whole situation is unfortunate. I wish it wouldn't happen. I wish we just would have had a, yeah. a regular season and we would have seen on the first episode, Corinne hopping from guy to guy. And it just would have been funny to watch and talk about and, yeah. It would have added to the Corinne character that we saw during Nick's season. And now that it's turned into this, it just, you know, it sucks. It sucks for her. It sucks for everybody involved. Yeah, it really does. People are going to lose their jobs. Uh, people that worked on the show are basically going to be out of uh, right. uh, work for the two and a half to three weeks they were going to be down there filming. Um, right. Us as the viewers are going to be deprived of six weeks of a 
I'm of a show pleasure. that. Yeah, guilty pleasure. So yeah, it's just bad for everybody all around. <sighs> it's a mess. Well, thanks for breaking it down for us. Stay on the line. I'm going to say goodbye to you properly, but thank you for coming on the show. You got it. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.